Greetings, travelers! Welcome back to Tales from the Enchanted Forest with your animal companions, Fox and Sparrow. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas! I'm so excited. <laughs> Today we have something different to celebrate the holidays. That's right! We are going to do a poem! Yay! And I know everyone's familiar with all these poems because, you know, poems are so popular and stuff. But we're going to go with this obscure one called Twas a Night Before Christmas. Doubt you've heard of it. Fox, have you heard of this before I showed it to you? See, I've heard it because of Dr. Seuss and the Grinch. Ah. Because that was, you know, a staple growing up in my house. The, I th was it Jim Carrey? I can't remember. Who played the Grinch in that Dr. Seuss? That was Jim Carrey, the live action. The poem is actually quite iconic. But you always hear just different verses of it and... uh. It's just kind of thrown in there for flavor. It just has a good rhythm to it. Anyways, I thought we would just uh, do something short and sweet this week. Kind of just go through this poem and give the travelers something. It's a small Christmas gift before the holidays. Happy holidays from the Enchanted Forest. Woo! I'm loving the snow right now. I'm so happy it's Christmas. <laughs> I go full out for Christmas. I got the lights up. I got the tree up. I got presents out and... Mm, I'm just so excited. I love this time of year. I love the excuse to just to wear everything comfy that you own and not be judged. Mm -hmm. I have one of the yes. the knockoff Udis and I just live in it during this time. <laughs> I've got so many awful Christmas sweaters that I pull out of my closet this year. <laughs> just rock it. Just own it and be like, yeah, do it. I know they're fashionable now, but don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but back to our poem today, originally titled A Visit from St. Nick, this poem was published anonymously in 1823. Clement Clark Moore later claimed ownership for this poem in 1837, though others would debate this. So he claimed ownership of it. It's not totally clear. So that's just what we're going off of. Either way, this is a fantastic poem. With that, Please enjoy our reading of A Visit from St. Nick, but don't worry, you'll get all our good commentary at the end. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and a tiny reindeer? With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, O Comet, O Cupid, O Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof, 
the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His draw little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke encircled his head like a wreath. He had broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A twink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him explain, ere he drove out of sight, and happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And that is the poem of A Night Before Christmas. So this poem is actually really influential to what we think of Christmas. Last episode, we discussed the Christmas Carol, which established a lot of things. It really brought Christmas into the modern zeitgeist of the time. Like before it was just a time you like met with family, but with the Christmas Carol became a lot more. And the Christmas Carol even was the one that coined the term Merry Christmas. And you can see in this poem, they use Happy Christmas. Uh, so that hadn't even developed yet when this poem was written. It also really established the the names of the reindeer and really the description of St. Nick. It cemented our modern idea of what Santa Claus is like. Uh, so I think it's a really cool piece of like literature that we have. It's very short, and I love just the flow of it. Fox, what do you think? So I didn't realize how influential this poem was. I just assumed it's a poem that people use because it rhymes nicely. It's got the topic and it's clear. But I was looking this up and I was actually really surprised to see that a lot of Christmas lore and tradition comes from the ideas behind this poem. So the names of the reindeers remain largely unchanged. And of course, we have Rudolph that was introduced way later in 1939 by Robert L. May. But otherwise, Comet, Dasher, Blitzen, all of them still the same. And also the idea of Santa as a gift giver really becomes canonized here because I think in the past, a lot of Christmas traditions, you had the Christmas niece, you had Christmas elves, you had different types of creatures that would bring gifts in exchange for good behavior throughout the year. Or of course, you know, Krampus would show up for bad behavior. But here we really see the idea that Santa's the one that comes down every single chimney with his own toys. And so this is a tradition we've carried on since his poem's inception. It's kind of baffling to me how an entire tradition can be centered around these different minute changes that we have. There must be millions of poems out there about Christmas now that we probably don't accept anymore into our, you know, our real life canon, our real life traditions. But this is an example of just how folklore and writing and literature can always find its way into our everyday lives or everyday culture and just shape entire celebrations. Mm -hmm. The idea of St. Nick has been around for longer than this poem, but the idea really of Santa Claus, I think really starts here. 
Mm -hmm. And it's funny to kind of differentiate those two in a way. It kind of reminds me of when you talk about Greek mythology versus like Roman mythology, how it's essentially the same, (laughs) but like they all have different names. (laughs) So in that way, Santa Claus is a more recent uh, mythology and folklore as opposed to St. Nick, who has been around for much longer. Well, I think we had this conversation in The Christmas Carol as well, where we're talking about a more modern, in the scope of, you know, human lifetimes, mm-hmm. a more modern piece of work. But the amount of influence that Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol had, and now this poem has had, they have really shaped the way we see this holiday. And so I think once we add more things to our universal canon of what we're accepting for our holidays, things will start to change again. So, dear travelers, we... Uh, We know this is a shorter episode this week, but we do want to leave you with some final thoughts before we end out this year. So Fox and I have done a bunch of episodes this year. We've had a lot of fun on the podcast. Um, We're going to talk briefly about our favorites that we've done so far. This year has been obviously the first year this podcast has been out Mm -hmm. and we've had lots of episodes. We've put a lot of effort into all of our episodes and carefully choosing and curating which stories we tell. One of my favorite episodes that we've done this year was Hymn to Persephone with Jessica Caravaggio. My fascination with Greek mythology really started in middle school with books like Phone Home Persephone and the Percy Jackson series where we saw all these different gods really just humanized and their characters blown up and exaggerated. And I told myself this can't be really what the myths are like but reading the myths they're even crazier so it was always something that I wanted to do I wanted to talk about myths I wanted to study them and so when we got the opportunity to do one with Jessica it was interesting it was fun it was mind-blowing and it was exciting because we I got to come to a lot of realizations on my own about the myths and realizing that you know Aphrodite is just one big rage myth personally is one of my (laughs) crowning achievements of 2021 (laughs) just reading her poetry and reading all the stuff about her and going wait she has a lot of hate poems and rage poems and just doing all that research but also I hope in the new year we have more guests on the podcast having a dynamic added to obviously the fox and sparrow dynamic is strange but it was nice to have a third party and to just have more people join us here in the enchanted forest I've enjoyed every episode recording with you fox I have to tell you But if I had to pick a favorite this year, it was Trolls v. Goats. This story, I remember presenting it to you saying, I want to talk about the tale of the three Billy Goats Gruff. And you looked at me and you're like, you know, this is like a five minute story. We will never be able to talk about it for for more than like 10 minutes or something. And we did a full episode on it, lo and behold, because there is lots to talk about. And this highlights for me. What I love about folklore and fairy tales is that you can have something so small and because it's a short story, because there's not a lot in there, we have to try and fill in the gaps and we have to try and make connections ourselves. And I just love that. And I felt like Trolls Eagle encapsulated a lot of that. We had a good discussion about what legal rights does the troll have to this bridge? What are squatters rights? And I love just that direction and how we talk and discuss about uh, these stories and kind of just poking fun from our modern eye. But at the same time, seeing the impact of a story like this, how it really did influence the Western idea of what trolls were. I would say for this year, that was my favorite, but I am looking forward to all the ones that we have coming up in the new year. And I look forward to doing more of this with you, Fox. 
So do I. And lastly, travelers, we want to thank you for listening. This has been a really fun journey that we've been going on, and we hope you continue journeying with us. It's been a fantastic year, and we hope to see you all again very soon. The fantastic find this time was our travelers. Aww. All five of you. All five! (laughs) Excuse me. We have six, thank you very much. If you want to hear more from us and find out what our next tale will be, come join us anytime on Twitter at From Enchanted or Instagram at Tales from Enchant Forest. Or if you're old school like Sparrow, you can email us at talesmechantforest at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions, so if you have anything to share, please don't hesitate. And remember, travelers, if you enjoyed what you heard today and what we do here, please give us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. It helps the podcast grow and reach new travelers to join us on these adventures. Thank you so much, travelers. And remember, no matter the season, no matter the year, there's always a place for you in the Enchanted Forest. Thank you.